0: Good morning and welcome to our Sycamore Township workshop meeting for Tuesday, August the 4th, 2020. The time is 9 04. Once again, because of the COVID 19 pandemic, we're following House Bill 197 that allows local government the opportunity to conduct meetings remotely. We are following our governor's guidelines. Protocol for our Thursday night meeting, August the 6th. Uh, will be discussed later during our administrator items. Let the record show that all three trustees are present. Fiscal Officer Rob Porter has been excused. At this time, I'm going to ask Mr. James, Mr. Weedman, uh, Law Director, Mr. Desai, if, if he's on board yet, to uh, give uh, authorization for your name to be signed electronically. And I will also give my approval. Uh, Mr. Weedman, I approve. And Mr. James, I approve. Okay, and I approve. And I'm making a motion to approve the July 14th, 2020 trustee meeting minutes. Motion, we have a second. Second. A- any discussion? I, I know uh, uh, Mr. Desai made some corrections. Uh, so uh, uh, those the meeting minutes we're approving. Yes, yes, please. Yes. Okay. Do we all get those? You did.
1: Yes, I got those yesterday.
2: they they look fine
0: to me. Okay. Uh, Mr. Warwick, do you want to call the vote?
1: Mr. Weedman, Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbara?
0: Aye. All right. Up next is Tracy Collins, our road maintenance park supervisor. Uh, you're up. I just want to, uh, comment that Jason Petty was outstanding he Did a wonderful job at our annual car show on Saturday. And, uh, I understand that the, uh, the chipping program went well
3: is that correct yes it did yeah and uh we'll start off with uh jason has joined us today so the first thing uh so jason can get moving is uh he's going to give you a little update on the park advisory committee so uh jason go ahead
4: all right thanks guys yeah uh so our advisory committee met uh last month or not last monday but uh 7 20 We discussed uh, several different things. The things that they uh, voted on and wanted to move forward were um, looking into getting uh, message boards for the parks. Uh, We talked about the A-frame signs that we have currently, but having uh, signage in the parks for upcoming events. And some of the programs that they wanted to uh, look into getting or uh, started were yoga in the parks, Um, some urban farming, which would be, uh, more like classes, not necessarily, uh, like actual farming in the parks or having urban gardens in the parks, but just classes on how to have, uh, maybe this at your house. And then, um, also concerts in the park we discussed, and those were things that were voted on and wanted to, uh, you know, go forward with trying to, uh, to get started, uh, the other things that were, uh, voted on were the playground equipment at Bechtold Park that is in between the super shelter and the block bathrooms. They wanted to go forward with the, uh, planning on, on getting that, uh, re, replaced. And that was, uh, the meeting was, uh, we started at seven o'clock. They're, they're gonna be, the meetings are gonna be the last Monday of every month at seven o'clock. Um, the meeting went from seven to eight thirty and we also had uh, some other things the meeting minutes will be uh, they should be on the internet on our website uh, by the end of the day today um things that we also discussed that they're going to be working on and ready for the next meeting will be uh, to look at the parks rules if we need to make any updates with the parks rules that haven't been updated i think the last time they were updated was 2012. So we're looking into uh, whether or not any of the parks rules need updated. And uh, other than that, uh, we had the car show last weekend. The car show had 37 uh, registered vehicles, and uh, I am working on actually getting the the two winners so that we can put the pictures up on the uh, Facebook page and our website. So I believe that's all I have if you guys have any questions. I don't
2: have any questions. For the question I've, I've got some photos of the winners that um i think i sent to you that you might be able to use or if you need individual photos of them then you can certainly reach out to them for that um i, I had a question about one of the things the parks committee mentioned because i've had a few residents to this too and that's yoga in the parks is that something we could get going soon it's something a lot of other communities around us are doing blue ash and summit park in particular but i think also Montgomery, sims and others I know a few instructors who are out there who could do that, and I don't know if you need trustee approval for that. It seems like a pretty inexpensive thing to get going that would probably be compliant with any of the health directives.
4: Yeah, I have currently I have two yoga instructors that I've spoken with that both showed interest in having the classes and they were going to do it voluntarily so that's um i have two but that was also something that i think that we were going to discuss as to you know how quickly we wanted to move forward with it and then how best to either get it on our facebook page and also have other avenues to to have it advertised so that was the other thing i tell you know with the way that everything's going right now i did not necessarily know how much we wanted to advertise to have a large crowd but i don't you know I think getting the details together, I think we could probably have it start as soon as, as we get details figured out which park we would have it in. If it was going to rotate parks, if we were going to, ha- you know, several different parks in a month, I think all of that stuff, I think those were just the things that they wanted to, that was one of the things that they definitely wanted to move forward with.
2: Yeah. What what I've seen in other communities, some of them are advertising as simply as putting a little chalkboard, like chalk easel thing there at the park entrance and noting when it begins. Um, Facebook's another option, too, but yeah, I would suggest if you could get that moving, I'd, personally at least, I'd like to see that maybe in a few places. Uh, Bob Meyer Park, Bechtold Park, and then uh, perhaps Shuler Park up north. Uh, that way we cover most of the territory of the township, too, if, if we're able to do it. Yeah. And great job with the car show, by
4: the way. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Jason, so they're working, you're looking at uh, replacing the uh, playground equipment at Bechel Park. Are they going to select from a particular company, different companies? How are you going to go about that?
4: So I believe that would definitely, and Tracy could probably speak a little bit more to this uh, with experience, Mm -hmm. but I believe that it's going to be um, probably in the scope of uh, finance that's going to have to be sent out to bid for several different companies to look at. But, yeah, I would think that... uh, what I plan on doing is at the next advisory committee meeting, bringing several uh, reference guides that I have catalogs for everybody to look over and kind of get an idea as to the equipment that uh, that they might want to see in the park, and then kind of go from there. Thanks, Jason.
3: Yeah, th- th- this is something that we've been looking at. Obviously, uh, the the big one at Beck told us something that definitely needs to be worked on, and replaced. It's not in good condition, but you're probably looking at over $100,000 to do this. So, you know, we're looking for some uh, direction from them. We've, we've uh, looked at a couple designs already, but, you know, we want them to pick out, you know, what kind of age groups are you looking at? What kind of events would you like to have? But this is definitely something that will have to go out to bid because it's, it's going to be well over the, the threshold that we can just award to somebody. So this is going to be publicly bid to do this
2: project. Are we allowed gonna- to do public sponsorship? Uh, sorry, private sponsorships for anything like that. You know, like stadiums have naming rights, for example. I I, I don't know what the, the law is on that with the township, but if we could find a a business that might be interested in uh, some promotion there at the same time as funding some of it, is that something we could do or that we've ever done? We wanted to be tasteful. I've never
3: done that before. I mean, I, <laughs> we've gone for grants. We're we're looking into grants for this also, as far as. Uh, private sponsorship i'm sure uh it's something that's possible to do we have never done it though why are you offering it
2: uh, no i am not <laughs> but thank you for asking I, I i like that instant outreach you can ask a bunch of other businesses that too.
4: Okay, thank you jason all right you guys have any other questions i, I don't i, I don't all right. Thank you.
5: Jason, Jason, good Thank job. Jason. Appreciate it. Uh okay. Deepak so, just uh, sent out a text saying that he's watching on the stream, but I, I'm not sure why he can't get on. Who? Deepak.
3: Okay. Uh moving on. Uh we talked at our last meeting about signage. I gave you a few, I gave you some prices and a few uh examples. Talk to the companies, you asked me to check with them on, uh, you know, possible smaller signs hanging off of them to the say meeting tonight or something. That can be done on any of those signs, fairly inexpensive. It basically would just be setting anchors in the uh, uh, masonry foundation and then uh, making whatever kind of signs it is that you want to hang there. Uh, So very inexpensive, not not going to really change the price of the wall. You know, there'd be a small fee for making any kind of sign that you want. Obviously, these would have to be signs that is something that's going to be recurring often so that, you know, we're not making up a sign for every event that we do, but uh, very inexpensive and can definitely be done. So. You know, I I know we talked last time about looking into. uh, We were leaning towards the monument sign uh, that was not the LED because of the price so uh, you know I don't know if uh, you want me to move forward with that uh, you know as far as uh, looking into it more, getting
0: more selections if you want to look over what I presented last time, I'd like I like to get more uh, more selections from you if you could. And another thing we were talking about, we would like the sign from the front, And I know some some signs have uh, that are lit from inside. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about when I, exactly. I, I do internally it, internally lit? Uh, yeah, can you give us some examples? I'm sorry.
3: We we can do either one of those. We have electric out there already. You know, so we could have a monument sign and shine lights on it, or we could do a you know, lit from the inside.
0: E- either way,
2: Jim, are you thinking like those blue ash signs they have that actually have multicolor illumination from behind, or something more basic? Uh,
0: I would say it's something like that, but I've seen some that are more white in the background and they're lit where you could really see them. It really pops out. Uh, there's some examples of those. I was looking online, going around different places. But uh...
5: Tracy, maybe you can uh, just see if the see what the option is on a backlit sign, just to see if uh, it's possible that wow. uh, that would be adaptable okay. for what you're looking at. All right
2: let me bite in mr Desai just texted us again he's got a message he was unable to rejoin the meeting because he was previously removed by the host rob Ebel, you might see him trying to get in or maybe you can unblock him
6: yeah i have not seen him could he have been megan that was the only person that i maybe that's that's possible yes just have him log back in
2: okay i think he's watching so maybe he'll try that now
7: and gentlemen i'm 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 texting with Rob behind the scenes to try and try and work this out.
1: are these Zoom meetings great?
0: (laughs) Okay, Trace, uh, what what else do you have for us? Okay, so uh,
3: we talked about 6330, uh, Cooglin Mill last meeting. The permits have been obtained through the county, and uh, the demolition is scheduled for next week. Great, great. So we'll finally get that uh, eyesore down.
2: Have we notified the residents behind it and Stirbridge? They might be interested in that, and along the um, little private road there next to it.
3: No, we have not notified anybody.
2: You know, could could you reach out to them perhaps? Because it, it could affect their property as the demo is going on, and they'll certainly be concerned about it if they see trucks in and so forth.
7: Yeah. Do we do we want to sign out front? Huh? Do we want a do we want a, a demolition notice sign out front?
2: That would be a good idea.
5: Would, if we could do that, that'd be great.
7: Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably modify one of our zoning signs, but we can do it. Okay.
3: And mo- moving on our, our projects The Montgomery road sidewalk project has been completed. If any of you have been ba- by there, it turned out very nice. Uh, striping is done. Uh, so that, that, that's, that has been completed and, uh, it's being well used, uh, driving down through that you see people on it all the time
5: already. Yeah. Tracy, great job on that, by the way. Really. I, I know that that was, uh, as we tried to navigate across, the a Creek at, uh, Mercedes and uh, that was a that was a tough tough deal, but uh, you guys did an awesome job.
3: Thank you Yeah, that was challenging and we had a good contractor Ford did a great job. They did So uh, The uh, Sycamore Road project is moving along on schedule. We're closing the last uh, section here uh, at the the east end towards Kenwood Road starting August 10th. That'll be next Monday to uh, do the final leg of that uh, the the maintenance facility if, if you notice if you've been by uh, structures up uh, salt Dome has been completed uh, so th- it's moving along well also other than that we now have curb projects going along on in uh, Bayberry and Marlette all those residents were notified uh, is Lieutenant Tarr on? No. Okay, I'll, I'll have to uh, get a hold of him. Just want to let, uh, notify him that uh, we're probably going to uh, allow people to park in the fire lane on Marlette when they're, overnight when their uh, driveways are out as long as they remain a legal distance away from a fire hydrant. So I'll get in touch with him and let him know that. But those projects are both doing good at leaders doing those projects and they're moving along very well. So moving on in your package, you'll see that you have three letters to do with the Cooper Creek project. Uh, the first one is a letter that uh, Adam Layman had asked about uh, for the Hamlet County Soil and Water Conservation District just saying, That the township would cooperate cooperate uh mr warwick put that together Uh, so we will sign that if you don't have any objections to that and get it out to them the second letter the one that you see on there now is the letter that's going to everybody uh on the streets that we have approved uh letting them know uh Cooper Creeks put this out, letting everybody know what the benefits of them are. Uh, we also added on there that uh, we want them to be. Uh, we want them to know that they're going to be responsible for the maintenance of those trees also in the right of way, uh, We want them to understand that before it's put in. So th- there can be no trees put in unless these are signed by people. At the house, because I know a lot of people, even though we have approved streets, a lot of people on those streets do not want trees out in the right of way. So we want to make sure that everybody that is suggested to have a tree is approving of it. And then the last page are the uh, streets that I went out and looked at and approved where the trees basically will not have an impact on sidewalks or wires. Uh, we've given this to them. Uh, the, so the, these are the streets that, 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 consent form will be going out to, so if you don't have any problems with any of these, we'll, uh, get those guys started on this, we'll get this to Adam and move forward
5: with this project. Tracy, so if, so if someone is on one of those streets and they elect to have a tree put in front of their house in the right of way, they are responsible for maintenance of that tree. Yes. And so, what happens five years down the road when they've moved, maintenance is required, and these guys, and the next owner's saying, Look, uh, I, it's in the right of way. That's not my tree.
3: That's a good question. And I would refer to Mr. Desai on that. But uh, he, I would. I not would on. Ask, is he on yet? No. No what was that so uh you know that's a very good question i mean they are in the right we are one of the only townships that do maintain trees taken down in the right away
1: that that's right because most places tom <clears throat> the the right away the ones in front of my house i got to maintain them
5: okay and i understand that but we do maintain them in the right of way, so that's why yeah. I'm, I'm wondering you know we're gonna have some that we maintain and then in this case we may potentially have some that we don't maintain and where do we draw the line when uh we put it in with the understanding that it was gonna be maintained by the homeowner and five years later the homeowner sold his property and uh the next guy's saying, Look, hey, you maintain everybody else's, why aren't you maintaining mine? Just an issue that we might wanna think about.
0: Yep. It's a good place thanks, thanks thanks for going out and identifying those streets taking the time to do that sure
3: uh the only other thing i have is a purchase order in front of you
1: well Tra- uh, tracy i think we better have a motion uh tom are you okay to have a motion so we can move forward with this understanding the uh yeah okay
5: sure I, I'm, I'm just trying to raise the issue because i think we're, we're eventually going to have that issue somewhere down the pike
1: right right so can we get a, a motion i'll make i'll make a motion I'll I'll second.
3: Second. so that motion is to move forward with the cooper creek collaborative yes three program
1: yes and we'll take a roll mr Weedman. aye mr james aye Mr. LaBarbara.
5: Hey, Rob. Uh, uh, I got a text that says that uh, that Deepak is actually Megan. We we bounced him off.
6: Yes. Yes. We didn't know that uh, Deepak is Megan.
5: Okay. His secret identity?
6: (laughs) I hope he's not dressed that way.
5: That's more than I need to know quite frankly.
6: Yeah, that's a little too much information.
5: (laughs) Sorry, Deepak. We shouldn't have made those jokes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> so the only other thing I have is a P.O. Uh, for Laforce, and this is to install the Salto security system which we have on all our buildings on the maintenance building in the back. This was not included in the project itself because you can't uh, do proprietary uh, when you're going out for a public bid so we held this out on purpose so that once the building was up, we could hire them to put the system in to match the system that we have, and it's in the amount of twenty one thousand one hundred and sixty dollars and ninety seven cents that's not only for the building but it's for the gates. This will be a gated uh lot so that the general public cannot get back around the equipment, the salt dome,
5: and uh the gas pumps. I'll make a motion to approve the uh uh, uh, PO for the uh, so for the uh, security system on the uh, new building.
1: I'll second Mr. Warwick, Mr. Weedman, aye, Mr. James, aye, Mr. LaBarbera,
0: aye. Trace, is that it?
3: That's all I have, unless you gentlemen have any questions. Any
0: questions? Uh, no. person, Tom, Tom? Right, uh, Lieutenant Mike Tarr is up next but uh, I don't he, believe he's on is he online?
1: Jim he just logged in
0: he just got on. his audio is
1: coming up alright can you hear us Mike?
4: yeah sorry about that
1: well you're on
4: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> live from my kitchen <laughs>
1: do you have anything to report today?
4: uh we just we're we're remaining with the limited response uh with covid it seems to be going well um we haven't had any instances internally um that with the patrol division so i i don't really have an update on when that will go back to a the the full response i think obviously that's kind of out our out of our control at this point
0: lieutenant anything else to report
4: no, um, just getting settled in. Um, I sent my cell number to to Mr. Warwick, so uh, he can share it with whoever needs it. Um, I'm I'm here and uh, just yet getting used to things. Thanks for the warm welcome.
0: Thanks thank a lot. Thank I didn't
4: know,
3: I didn't know you if definitely. you had heard me before. Uh, just wanted to thank you for reaching out to uh, our resident Katie over there on Silvercrest with your email.
4: Oh no, no problem.
0: Thanks, Lieutenant. Thank you. We're going to move on with uh, Chief Rob Penny with the EMS fire report. What do you have for us, Rob? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, a
6: couple things. Uh, last meeting, I had mentioned, uh, based off of the reports that we get from Hamilton County, that Brookwood Retirement had uh, like 20 something cases of the COVID. And uh, I spoke with them. After the meeting, and apparently they were not updating Hamilton County on their cases, and these cases were going back into uh, early April, and they they had never taken them off as being a, uh, an expired case. So uh, the update now is they basically have no cases in Brookwood, um, and um, they um, the case the 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 ones that did have it have been. Uh, out of the 14 day they've been, uh, cured and there, they seem to be handling things pretty well up there. So. Any problems
5: with anybody there, Chief?
6: Uh, no, no, we not, no more there than anywhere else. I mean, we're, we're still getting the runs. Uh, last night we had two high fever runs. Uh, we've got, uh, about 10 confirmed cases that we've transported in July. And, um, they're, they're, they're still out there it's still coming um we've got right now we've got 26 cases uh, that are home quarantined and and that's going back just 14 days so um uh, they they are active cases at this point and then uh in the last 14 days we've had seven cases that have been uh, released from it so um it, it's an ongoing thing i do know that listening to the uh, governor and the radio this morning, it sounds like the mandatory mask and the social distancing and and kind of doing what everybody's doing as we are with the Zoom, the cases have somewhat fallen off uh, in the last 10 days. So um, it seems like what everybody's doing is working and um, we're declining rather than increasing on cases. So that's a good sign. So hopefully we keep the momentum up and uh, we can get this thing under control.
5: Chief, on the 20 cases at Brookwood, um, I mean we're talking about all compromised people. Are you saying that they all got through that without any problem?
6: I, we don't get the reports on whether or not you know they they lived through it or didn't live through it. Um, basically all we get is that they, they they have they're an active case and then they, and it's it's an expired case okay so we we don't get the information on the outcome okay. but we have not been told by anybody that anybody has passed away from it so I'm, I'm hoping and assuming that that's not the case but uh, I, I can't guarantee that, since hey, we Chief, if you
0: that got, so this that's disturbing to me to, to find out that they've had that on the books for a number of weeks and you got to wonder if that's the case with one in Sycamore Township, uh, what about all throughout the state of Ohio, and how's that affecting uh, the governor's numbers?
6: I mean, it's possible. Um, it
0: you know, sure, is. It sure yeah,
6: is. it's possible. I mean, we we had quite a few. I mean, we get we get our reports from the county communications center about every two, maybe three days, and it's always got increased cases. And as of yesterday's report, Brookwood showed all active cases. And then um, now that it's been updated, you know, there's there's nothing there for um, the last 14 days. So So you're saying it went from
5: 20 active cases to zero?
6: Well, they they were actual cases that happened. It's just that they had had it and then they got rid of it. it. It went through the 14 day cycle, but they never updated the county on them being you know, being uh, expired and expired. We don't really
0: know what happened to those 20 people.
6: No, 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 we don't.
0: But they showed on the record
6: week after week. They they did, they did, Um, which, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure the record that the governor gets is not 100%. I don't know, I don't know if you'll ever get that. Um, with everybody in, in the state of Ohio having to refer reports to them you know, it, it would probably be pretty tough to get a good number. I mean, it, it could, it could be worse. <laughs> you know, there's, there could be a lot of people sick at home that don't report nothing. So who knows? So, um, the only, the other thing I wanted to tell you was, um, uh, Mr. Weedman had us, uh, uh, got us hooked up with Hamilton County on the filters and the mask for the COVID and we have received some of those filters in now. We're putting them to use. They uh, we we we're going through face masks fast. I just ordered another 2,000 face masks um, a week ago, and they we, we go through them. We ordered gowns. We ordered the um, um, the face masks and um, the gloves. We had ordered breathing treatments. We ordered um, we we actually ordered some uh, disposable tents that goes over the cot for a breathing treatment. Um, So hopefully we try to avoid breathing treatments at all costs, but if if the patient does need it, we can do it, but we have to pretty much encapsulate the patient so their exhalation isn't contagious to us as um, from the breathing treatment. So we, we did buy encapsulated tents to do that and where we are using the CARES Act funds to purchase this stuff. It's totally uh, legitimate for that type of expense. So um, we, by having these filters and having the mask, this is something that can be clean, can be reused. And we can use it if we, uh, we can use that type of mask if we get into a situation where we don't have the regular throwaway face mask. So I'm glad that those come in and we're, we're, we have a backup plan for uh, you know, if we if we need to cover our face,
5: Chief, do you have the? Uh, have they delivered the the cleaning the cleaning uh, apparatus to to clean that as well. We have not. Okay, I'll check into that.
6: Okay. Um, the other, oh, one
5: other, the other question, th- Chief? Yeah. Are yeah. Those masks here are those N95s or are those surgicals or what are you?
6: The 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 ones we just bought. Yes. Just surgicals. Surgicals. Okay. Yeah, just the regular blue type. You know. Uh, we don't. We have a. We have a pretty good amount of the N95s, but we, we use the surgical masks unless we actually have to do a breathing treatment or something where we got direct exposure. Okay. But, uh, the the regular surgical masks work fine. They're a lot cheaper. <laughs> did,
5: did you uh, check with Nick to see if we what we have in supply on uh, N95 uh, or on uh, surgicals?
6: We, um, I believe Jerry just picked up some uh, supplies from him uh, okay. a week ago. Last week. Because I so, think we should be
5: in pretty good shape on uh, surgical, so you might want to double check instead of us buying them. We might want to just get them from uh, EMA.
6: Yeah, we. Um, um, I believe we did get some from EMA. The only reason I bought them is got a vendor that has them in stock, and we were like down to two boxes, oh, and okay. he got them to us the next day. So I went ahead and got them because I knew we'd use them. So I went ahead and got them just so we could get them in here real quick. It kind of I kind of get uh, cold feet when we get down to two boxes. Sure. So we were able to get them in rel- relatively quickly. So that's the reason I went ahead and got those. We- we'll go through those pretty fast, actually. So um, the only other thing I have is, we did have a meeting with our new medical director and he's now on board with us. His name is Jason Lovers. He's a um, ER physician down at, uh, with UC, UC hospital. And he does a lot of this, uh, attending at the uh, Jewish hospital. So a uh, very nice guy. Um, whenever we get back to a point where we're uh, meeting in person, where we can have the public there, I'll, I'll bring him in for an introduction and let you guys meet him. Sure. So other than that, um, we've had a couple of our firemen that weren't feeling so great. And uh, we got them tested and they came, in ne- they came back negative. So, um, so far, we're doing pretty good with that
0: great hey, thanks uh, any questions
2: yeah I, I, I have one I'm curious and I'm not sure if you know chief I noticed there's a second tent up now in the Jewish hospital parking lot by Kenwood Town Center is that expanded testing or something else
6: I, I they, they have not they didn't even tell us they were putting a tent up there <laughs> so uh, Doug Doug was gonna go down and check with it, but I believe it is part of their their testing I don't know if it's a second test or if it's a place for them to go if they have a if they have a um, actual symptoms to where they separate them from the regular testing tent.
7: Okay, thanks Chief. Uh, they actually did submit a, uh, a zoning application for the uh, for the additional tent uh, and it was it was COVID related activity so we went ahead and just processed that for them.
6: Okay. The only the only thing that we were concerned about was being able to, I mean with that tent up there it blocked some of the access to that part of the building for fire equipment and uh, it is in the main driveway. Um, we can still get through there and we're going we're to deal with it right now because of the situation. Uh, we, it's more important for us to, to um, have people get tested and for them to be able to do their job than for us to be throwing curveballs at them. So we'll, we'll make it work. But we, we can get through there if we have to. And if we have to, we, take, we can take it down. I mean, we can take the we can take the plastic off of it or the, the tent material off if we have to, literally park under it. But I I don't foresee that being a problem.
7: But so we're working.
0: Thanks, Chief. Uh, Schuyler Miller, Planning Zoning Administrator, uh, you're up.
7: All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just a couple quick updates and then some resolutions that we can go over. Uh, I'm going to do a screen share here. Hang on. Oh, wrong screen. Sorry. Hmm. This is what you said last night. Can you guys see the table that I have up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, So I uh, I, I sent this information to... um, uh, to you guys last night, uh, I just wanted to go over it very briefly. This is, these are preliminary stats, uh, for, for 2020 as compared to, uh, 2019, uh, in the future, I plan on going back further with our historic data to try and try and establish some trend lines, uh, and then also start fleshing out this data, uh, a, a little with a little more detail, you know, new, new housing builds versus, uh, um, you know, remodels or accessory structures. Um, but just as a just as a quick uh, status update, uh, obviously our uh, our permitting is down this year. Uh, we're looking at uh, about a um, 60, 65 percent reduction. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, excuse me. Uh, right now, we're it's uh, about sixty percent of what we what we were doing. Um, from from prior years, uh, or from from 2019. Sorry, obviously the, the the biggest hit that we're we're seeing right now is with uh, commercial permits. Uh, th- those are down, and um, the property maintenance. I'm actually not going to go into this too much. There is some discrepancy between uh, our our current practices and and how we're um, documenting. Um, Property maintenance complaints versus uh, prior years. In prior years, we were um, we were tracking every uh, Oops Ohio Utilities uh, Protection Services uh, record as a as a complaint. Uh, we're still following up on those, but but we're not logging them as, as complaints. So we'll have to adjust those those historic numbers to uh, to match. But we are certainly um, you know, keeping Kevin busy right now with. Uh, um, his, his, field inspections and, and, complaints. Uh, BZA cases, uh, haven't been hit so bad. Again, this is, this is, uh, for, for seven months, uh, of, of 2020. Uh, it is somewhat on track. Uh, BZA cases, although, you know, we will get some, uh, uh you know, commercial cases, the majority of those are residential, uh, in nature. Um, simple area variances for, um, you know, either additions or or accessory structures. So those are on track. Uh, where we've seen a, a a major hit is our zoning commission cases. Uh, new, uh, you know, either either zone changes or PUD plans. We're not we're not seeing a lot of those. However, uh, we just got three applications, uh, which are uh, for uh, for August. Uh, we have three PUD ones. Uh, so these will be reviewed by uh zoning commission um, and they don't actually meet the threshold for trustee review, but I'll go ahead and share those, um, uh, share those cases with you. So uh, our first case is uh, uh, for August is uh ninety one ten Montgomery road. Uh, this is coming in. Uh, it, it It's currently um, our our double-O planned office uh, district. So in order to make any changes to this, they're required to come in uh, under the the, the PUD process. Uh, Essentially, what they're looking at is splitting some ownership here, and there's going to be – let me see if I can get a laser pointer out here. Uh, They're creating a um, a non-conforming lot back here that's the cell tower only. Uh, so, there's no proposed change right now to the primary use of the, of the, um, the property, which is, is an office. And Right now, I believe it's a, a state farm insurance office. Um, the ownership of that may change, uh, but again, it, there's, there's no change to that, that principal structure. Next case is actually uh, 8915 Blue Ash Road. Uh, this is Blue Ash Self Storage. They actually received approval for their entire site, I believe, back in 2013. Uh, but the, the the development window that they had is uh, has lapsed, and a condition of their approval uh, was to uh, to come back in front of uh, uh, zoning commission should uh, you know should that that time limit run out. Don't expect any issues. Uh, they're they're. Simply uh, requesting a, that a time extension. Uh, there is a um, a large manufacturing facility on this on this site right now that will be demoed uh, for for the construction of uh, um, these additional six storage buildings. And then finally, we have uh, our case on seventy two sixty Eddington Drive. Uh, this is Ep- Epic Holdings. Um, they uh, uh, they're doing warehousing and uh, supplying uh, active lifestyle products. Uh, this is the existing building uh, on site. They are actually doing a pretty massive addition uh, to this, and uh, they are coming in right under the threshold uh, of a PUD two. There uh, the the cutoff is sixty five percent, and they're they're coming in at sixty four percent change uh, with their um, with their ISR. So. Uh, we will be reviewing this, again, only from uh, from Zoning Commission.
2: Skylar, what many the square address feet of to that go. one again? Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was the address of that one? And then Tom had a question also. Yeah,
7: uh, 7260 Eddington Drive.
5: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
7: Hey, Skylar, how many square feet is that addition? Uh, I don't have that information in front of me. I apologize. I'd, I'd have to pull it. Um, give me one second here. Let me stop sharing for a second. If I can figure out how to.
5: That's right. Just send me a text.
7: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you that information. Okay. And Rob, I guess that's a a technology issue here. How do I stop sharing?
2: You are you are not sharing I'm not
7: right not now. Sharing now. Oh, I'm not. Okay. All right. I think there's some. I'm using the web browser, uh, so I think there's some lag in in buttons I click versus um, versus what you guys see. So.
2: Sorry. By the way, I think Mr. Desai has been able to join us by phone now. Epoch, are you there? I am. There we go.
7: yeah i was pulling it up uh let's see here so tom real quick uh the the square footage on the addition is just over 7600 square feet thanks Mm -hmm. exterior is going to be consistent with the uh the existing building
0: okay
7: so all right and, uh, I do have a couple of resolutions for you. Let's see here. Let me go ahead and re-share. All right. Can we see resolutions? Yes. Okay.
0: Looks good. All
7: right. Uh, first resolution, uh, is for 7225 garden road. Uh, this is uh, declaring a nuisance on the property. As you can see, we have various uh, trash and debris. Uh, this is actually an old dilapidated uh, deck that was, that was ripped off and, and uh, left in the yard. Uh, so we're looking to, uh, um, again, declare this property a nuisance so that you know, these structures and, and the debris can be abated. Uh, the other one that I have for you uh, is uh, 12106 3rd Avenue. Uh, also known as 12098 Third Avenue. Uh, there's multiple addresses on this on this property. Um, again, declaring a public nuisance, uh, trash, debris, tall grass, um, and you can kind of just just see all the material that's 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 around that site.
0: Okay, Skylar, why don't you take one at a time, do the first one, and uh, then we'll we'll do a, a vote on it. Okay. That, that,
6: first, that, first, that first picture had a propane tank out in the backyard. That's a safety issue there. On which property, Chief? That first one, the pictures, you showed on the
7: first on one. On garden? Yeah.
6: There
7: you go. Yeah. Yeah, just, just unsecured propane tank out in the middle the yard okay here we go i'll quit scrolling around uh so first one resolution providing for an authorizing removal of vegetation garbage refuse and other debris and declaring nuisance for the property located at 7225 garden road sycamore township ohio 45236 motion second
2: Second. I, I do have a question and as to both of these actually though i assume we've warned the uh the homeowner or property owner here and ask them to comply and so forth before moving ahead with this. Is that correct, Mr. Miller?
7: Yes, sir. We are, we are continually trying to, you know, our, our goal is always um, voluntary compliance. Uh, so we uh, we work with residents. We try and establish dialogue. Um, sometimes we beg, plead, control to, uh, you know, to get a satisfactory um, uh, you know resolution to this. Sometimes we, you know, we have that dialogue and uh, they just drag their feet to the point that we have to finally step in and take action. Uh, you know, this has adverse impact to, to, the, to their neighbors. Um, so, you know, it, at some point we have to, you know, take this next step. Um, sure. But, uh, you know, we, we also have other cases where they, they literally tell us to, to go, go pound salt, you know, so to speak. So... Bet they're not that polite. They're not, but you know we'll we'll be we'll be working on one of those shortly as well. Well, thank you. Okay. Mr. Ward,
0: call the vote.
1: Mr. Weedman, aye. Mr. James, aye. Mr. LaBarbara,
0: aye. Okay. Next one.
7: Uh, And Mr. James, I will say this uh, just just for the record, if if my department is bringing a, a resolution in front of you. It's because we feel that, that we have exhausted all reasonable um, opportunities to uh, to to work this issue through through some other means.
2: Right. That's that's what I understood and, and expect certainly. And I just think it's always nice that we should point that out to the public as we're
7: going yep. about so, this. Absolutely. Okay, our uh, our next one, uh, a resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 12106 3rd Avenue, also known as 12098 3rd Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249.
0: Motion. Second. Mr. Warwick, any discussion? Mr. Warwick. Mr.
1: Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Labarbera.
0: All right. Any other questions for Mr. Miller? Schuyler, anything else?
7: Uh, that's all I have for today. Thank you very much. Right.
0: We've got a law director on board now, Mr. Depak. The what do you have for us?
7: Uh, nothing to report, sir.
0: Okay, that's quick, that's real quick. Our right. administrator is Mr. Ray War. Right. yeah first thing
1: up is the uh, Hamilton County Township Association vote for the uh, uh, district 2 integrating committee I'm gonna kick this over to mr. Weedman
5: yeah so uh, we have uh, uh, I had sent this out to all of the um, townships we've gotten uh, so far we've gotten four I think back that have approved the uh, the proposal for um, uh, appointments to the uh, to the him County uh, Township Hamilton County Integrating co- Committee. Uh, th- those uh, nominees are uh, Tony Rosiello, uh, Denny Connor as members, and Dan Unger and Josh Girth as uh, as alternates. Um, this is a uh, um, this is a um, Denny Connor and Tony Rosiello, along with Dan Unger, who's been an alternate, have served for a while. Um, uh, and uh, uh, we had one trustee from the west side who decided not to continue to participate on the integrating committee. So Josh Girth uh, uh, agreed to take the space as an alternate to Tony Rosiello. And Josh is from Anderson Township. So uh, we just need a we just need a motion and a, uh, to approve these four people to the integrating committee as appointments from the Hamilton County Township Association. I'll make a motion to approve. I'll, I'll second the motion. Um,
2: I I will, I will add, I still have some concerns about the process here. Um, I I think there's some confusion with the county as to this as well. as I mentioned in our last meeting, the Ohio revised code is very clear that these two appointments uh, are to be made by a majority of the boards of trustees within district two, which is Hamilton County. Um, The county seems to think it is made by the Hamilton County Township Association. And maybe that's how it was traditionally informally done at least. Um, th- there, there haven't been alternatives offered, but on the other hand, I have no problem with this current slate. And as Mr. Weidman pointed out last time, it's hard to actually find people to volunteer for positions like this. So I, I'm appreciative of all of these candidates that they're willing to serve. Um, I, I would just suggest as, as these terms end next time, perhaps we should be a little more organized in terms of how all the boards of trustees come together on this through HCTA or otherwise to have a a more deliberative process obviously COVID 19 has thrown a monkey wrench into all
5: of that this year though so mr james i can address that um every board of trustees is voting on this exact same proposal um like i said i think four of them have already turned back their turned in their um uh, votes and they've approved this slate uh i think two more are doing it today uh which will get us to six and so we'll need one additional uh we'll need one additional board of trustees to approve it. So um, uh, we are doing exactly what the Ohio revised code requires us to do. And that is to ha- uh, have a vote by each board of trustees to, to either approve or deny this slate of, uh, of people to serve on the Integrating Committee. Yes,
2: I, I agree we're now doing that. Do we know when the Integrating Committee will next meet, by the way, maybe Mr. Kellams knows that or maybe you do, Mr. Mr. Weidman? Um, I don't know, but Tracy, you may be able
5: to uh, weigh in on that.
3: Uh, I'm not, I don't have that date in front of me. It is coming up. We are having an integrating committee meeting to go over the, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. We're going over this rounds. 20%
2: funding round.
3: Not 20%. Uh, It's the OPWC, the SCIP, and RLP. Uh, So that that's coming up here soon. Let me see if I can find the date for you.
0: Oh, thanks, Mr. James, for bringing this forward because uh, uh, this is my third year as a trustee, and I don't recall uh, ever being asked to vote on this. Well, one of the reasons, Jim, is
5: because um, we haven't voted on it in four years, so. um the four-year term? Yes, I believe it is. Four-year term. Okay. I
3: do not have that date in front of me right now, but it is coming up, I uh, believe, it, it, this month in August,
2: actually, for our okay. first meeting. If you come across that, would you please let the trustees know just a little no, bit right. on our radar. Um, but yes, it's important to get this done then so that the two representatives appointed by boards of trustees of the townships have legal voting authority because their current terms have expired. So. I don't have further questions. I'm ready to move ahead. And unless others have questions.
0: No question.
1: Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbara. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Okay. Next thing on the agenda was this accounting software, but Mr. Porter can't be with us this morning. He's in court. Um, and, uh, there's really a couple things going on there that I would just like to mention. Obviously I'm proposing to switch to the UAN type of software that's provided by the state auditor's office that everybody's going to now because they've really done a good job over the years, tailor making this really for township use. So I think it's an obvious and practical suggestion. Um, we'll have more debate about that. But the other thing, I, I would—I sent out another email, I think uh, Friday, pointing out that the way that the township has been operating, at least in the last two years, is that we, we violate uh, the spending limits that are put in place at the first of the year, and sometimes even the reserve. And our practice in the last couple years has been to make all of that right in December uh, so that the books look correct, Uh, especially this year's uh, because it's one of our audit years. And that's simply not the way that's designed to work. Uh, Those appropriation uh, spending limits are set in place uh, on purpose and that's what we're supposed to go by. We're simply not with this system uh, uh, looking at that often enough and uh, the auditor uh pointed this out this time because we have those huge moves of money in december out of the Jeds to kind of make sure everything up after the fact and that's not the way it's intended to work and uh he originally had them his findings after some discussion with him um he agreed to take it down to management com- comment which is fine but i think we need to change that practice Um, because it's not the way it's supposed to work. And um, uh, we need to fix up where we're at right now and then uh, come up with a plan of how to, going forward, make sure we're not doing that. Um, And uh, uh, I just think it's something, obviously I've made you aware of it now, and I think it is an issue and both the state auditor and the county auditor are urging us to please uh, uh, get our operating condition in the, in the, in the proper shape.
5: Mr. Warwick, I, 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 in your email, you had suggested that we were deficient in two funds. And is that does that have anything to do with the fact that we have not received our second half uh, tax collection yet from the county?
1: No, that has nothing to do with uh, appropriations the appropriations are what you approve for us to spend, irrespective of how much money's in the reserve and irrespective of how much money is gonna come in in the second tax settlement. They really don't have anything to do with uh, each other. Um, we we can come and ask to have those appropriations increased uh, at any time, um, and in, the, in our case, we have sufficient reserves in those two, uh, the two that need to be corrected uh, with permission from the board, which we'll bring to you shortly. Uh, but yes, the, the tax collection uh, uh, date doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, relate to this. So we do have reserves in each one of those funds? Yes, we do.
5: Okay. Well, I mean, I would suggest that we, um, you know, we have a duly elected fiscal officer in the township, and that would be Mr. Mr. Porter. Um, and I would suggest that we have a conversation with Mr. Porter at our next meeting to determine uh, where he sees issues. Obviously, I'm not going to weigh in on on um, I, I, I'm I've already got a public opinion on this, and and I'll, I'll just reiterate it that I'm not going to weigh in and te- suggest to Mr. Porter. That he should, um, he should change the software uh, based on the fact that he's got 30 years experience with no major findings in 30 years. He's done an exemplary job uh, as our fiscal officer. He is the duly elected fiscal officer. He has certain statutory responsibilities to, to follow to meet the requirements of the auditor of state. And um, those are his responsibilities as a duly elected fiscal officer. So I'm not, uh, as a trustee, I'm not going to go in and suggest that, that I know more about this uh, accounting software than he does. I, I want to hear what he has to say specifically about this accounting software because he is the fiscal officer and he is the one that has to use the software in order to make to meet the statutory requirements. So um, I'm glad we're, we're tabling this until Mr. Porter can can weigh in on it. And I'd like to hear what Mr. Porter has to say about it as well
2: and what's going on. It it is disturbing to me, though, to hear that basically on the federal side, when the federal government hits the point of the limit of appropriations Congress has allowed for, the federal government shuts down because it's illegal to spend money Congress hasn't appropriated. That's true on the Board of Trustees level, too. There's a concept known as the legal level of control which is this weird government accounting term in Ohio Administrative Code, Section 117-7-02, uh, which says the township trustees shall adopt appropriation measures. Those measures establish the legal level of control. And then the legal level of control is the level at which spending in excess of budgeted amounts would be in violation of the law. Now, it sounds like over the last two years, we've been technically in violation of the law dozens of times as a within two major funds and several minor funds, which isn't supposed to happen. There are corrective measures to take. It's it's a technical foul, I suppose, more than anything else. But my understanding is our current accounting software just allowed that to happen with no warning or or no, no bumpers or guards for anyone. And this new software would prevent that from happening always. So again, this is something we should talk about with Mr. Porter here, though. I want to hear his input because he's the one in charge of our records and in charge of implementing the spending that the trustees authorize, But we as trustees are the ones who do control the money, of course, and what gets spent and what doesn't get spent and at what level it gets spent. So I'm I'm expecting we'll have that uh, discussion this Thursday night in our meeting and that will be a good one.
0: And and I'm on board too with uh, what Mr. James said as elected official, we have a fiduciary responsibility and it's disturbing when you overspend uh, appropriations in two fund accounts and in more than 30 sub accounts. Uh, and if it was a one-time thing, two-time thing, I can understand it, but this has been going on for years. We have a chance to fix it. Uh, let's discuss it back here. May the need to be reporter at the next meeting. Sorry, because
5: mm-hmm.
0: he has to get a meter
5: put huh? Yeah, If he needs
2: it. Chief, your mic is live.
1: Okay. Uh, next item is a, a, a resolution to establish a a new uh, account. Um, this is to uh, uh, handle the uh, CARES money. When we originally uh, put this in, we were going to run it through an existing account, and then it uh, came up that we really, for uh, uh, tracking and managing all these funds, we should we should establish a new account and. Uh, uh, this resolution uh, sets that in place um, uh,
5: i'll make a motion to uh, establish a, resol- uh, a a establish a coronavirus relief fund i'll second
0: mr Warwick?
1: mr weedman hi well hold, hold on hold on we have a resolution uh, a written resolution to establish that fund you do yeah i'll read the title it's up on the, rest- the screen the uh, yeah, and they have it in front of them on the screen, uh, a resolution establishing the cares act coronavirus relief fund and adopting an internal control policy dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency
0: motion. Second. Mr. Warwick, any discussion. First, Mr. Warwick,
1: Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. And Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Okay. In conjunction with this uh, new account that, would, that you just established, we also have to, uh, we had already done a purchase order on funds out of, a, out of the account we put it in when the funds came in. So we need to void out that purchase order and uh, issue a new purchase order uh, that directs the funds being taken out of this new account so the new purchase order is eight six 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 a um that replaced uh po eight six 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 and the amount is uh two hundred and sixty six thousand three hundred nineteen dollars and 42 cents um need a motion to approve uh, purchase order second
0: mr word call the roll
1: mr Weedman. hi Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbara? Aye. Okay. I have one other large PO um, uh, for fire operations, purchase uh, order 8577A. Um, At the beginning of the year, the chief had a purchase order open for this account. And that purchase order is uh, almost exhausted. So we're asking for a new purchase order. These, uh, these funds are already appropriated. We're in good shape in that account. We're not running over the appropriations. Um, we're simply uh, uh, asking that uh, we approve a, a larger purchase order. So the chief can uh, keep operating this particular account which is 10-A-12 is his operating account, and uh, this does most of uh, the spending that he needs to do. Uh, the amount of the purchase order is $64,434.35. Need a motion to approve this. Go Second. Mr. Warwick? Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Okay. Um, we went ahead and, and uh, sent out, uh, Debbie sent out the uh, check run. And I guess uh, uh, she's got these dated for Thursday. We didn't know what we were gonna do with meeting. So I would ask if you'd wanna approve the bills uh, today, it's uh, uh, the check run that was sent to you. It's check number 67606 through check number 67698. Uh, A motion to pay the bills. Motion to approve. Second. Let's, let's just note for public
2: reference. So we're talking about $1,095,798.20 in checks. Is that correct, Mr. Ward? That's right. Okay.
0: Mr. Ward roll.
1: Mr. Weedman, Aye. Mr. James. Aye. And Mr. LaBarbara. Aye. Okay. Uh, what do we want to, I wanted to just have a discussion. What do we want to do about Thursday night's meeting? Um, obviously the three options I think are meet in person with the public allowed, meet in person without the public allowed, or come back to Zoom.
0: I would say, uh, I think we should meet Thursday in the administration building without members of the public. Uh, that, that would be my, my recommendation, my recommendation.
2: Yeah, I have I have mixed feelings on that. The governor's current directives uh, from him and Ohio Department of Health indicate that meetings of more than 10 people in the room are strongly discouraged. We have a big room. We can open the windows and doors for better ventilation possibly even. But uh, even without the public present, I think we're going to typically have more than 10 people in the room uh, with, with the video crew there as well to a live stream to the public. Um, and those of us who were assembled there, That that is a concern. Um, I know these Zoom meetings are awkward occasionally, you know, we see here Mr. Desai had trouble getting in, for example, uh, they're technically awkward and you see family members walking behind you sometimes, but I, I guess I can go either way. I don't want to be disrespective of the governor's concerns uh, here either, but either Seems to work, I think, for the most part. We want to make sure everybody is technically uh, able to get in, though. I know Mr. Porter has had trouble with that in the past, and we obviously want to have a good discussion of the accounting uh, issue that will be before us then. So I, I leave it to Mr. Works' discretion, I think.
1: Well, we'll have, uh, we, we can do it with nine people, Tom, because uh, uh, Jessica will be in charge of the minutes, and she doesn't need to be in the room to do that. Um, so we definitely could be under 10 people.
0: And as far as residents comments, we could go back to put a notice on the, uh, website, uh, to email you any questions, uh, any comments. That is correct. Tom, you want to, you want to, Mr. Weaver, you want to weigh in on this? Um, I'm,
5: I'm, uh, I'm a little indifferent about it. I'm kind of the opinion that, um, if we have a, uh, a public meeting that we should invite the public in. And if we don't, if, if we choose not to do that because of the numbers, number of people that we potentially have, uh, coming to the meeting, then I, then I would be more in favor of a zoom meeting, but I'll yield to you people, you, to you two, if you decide you, you, uh, want to go a different way, it's fine by me. I just think that if you, if you have a public meeting that you should be inviting the public in, uh, yeah. I'm talking about in-person public meeting versus, um, uh, versus
6: having a Zoom. So uh, I'll go either way, I'm, I'm good anyway. All right, can I weigh in on the uh, accounting software thing?
0: Well, we're not really discussing that now, Chief. We're...
6: Well, it kind of has to do with the Thursday night meeting. I'm, it's up to you.
2: Well, it's got to do with the meeting, yeah, please.
6: Listen, I'm, just, my, I'm just wondering if, uh, before we focus on Thursday night with Mr. Porter, on, this, if if uh, Mr. Warwick could uh, have a meeting with all the department heads and and Mr. Porter, and uh, bring the software into the meeting room and display it so we can kind of get a demo of it and kind of see what it how it operates and if it you know how it works before we challenge whether we want it or not want it. I mean, I've never seen it myself. I don't know how many people have but maybe, maybe we get, I mean, when we bought bucks, they came in and did a big demonstration on it and showed us how it operated and kind of see if it was something that would work for us. Well,
1: I, we simply haven't moved that far, chief. Okay. Um, if it's something to be considered, of course, we would do that.
0: Let's get back to the meeting. Uh, I, I propose we meet Thursday uh, without the public. If we do for the public, then we must have Chief petting. We must have somebody on that door during mm-hmm. the meeting to make sure that they are given the proper temperature taken, mask wear. If you want, if you can guarantee that, then uh, then I'm with Mr. Weedman. Invite the public, but uh, we had an incident uh, the last time, and the door was locked as it should be, and somebody's banging on the door. Somebody else doesn't want to wear a mask, so. Uh, if somebody can, Gary, if you can say, "Yeah, well, it's somebody on the door," then I'll go along with Mr. Weedman on that and invite the public.
6: Well, uh, we we can have somebody at the door to monitor and take temperatures, but what what uh, what fallback do we have on somebody saying they don't want to wear it, as we did last meeting?
0: Well, they out. Yeah, you can do that.
5: <laughs> that's the, that's the only reason why Zoom uh, allows us to enforce the rules without. Uh, uh, Combatants like uh, Mr. Fortin um, makes it a little bit easier. That's the only reason I would yield to Zoom. But uh, again, I'm 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 open to whatever.
1: Well, we letting the, the public in also challenges the the ten people rule. Yes. So if if we do it in person and we want to adhere to the ten people, then the public would not be invited in person.
2: Okay. I'm, I... Is there a way we could? Sorry. Is there a way we could do some sort of hybrid and allow live public participation without necessarily being in the room. For example, we have the the lobby of the building in our room. Could we set up a video link in there or even outside if the weather permits and allow people to, to speak through that though in some way or to enter the room to speak but keep everybody else out while they're not speaking? We could get creative.
1: Yes, I, I'll I... I can uh, work on that with Rob Ebel to see what the uh what all can be done in that regard
2: before yeah, I mean, we, we could, in,
1: before we announce.
2: I, I don't I don't know that we have any tents ourselves as a township, but if we had a tent we could set up even out front with some seating gentlemen, and a TV out looking, there.
0: Tom, excuse me. We're looking at forty eight hours before the a little more than forty eight yeah. hours the meeting. I think in the future we might think about that but for Thursday's meeting, uh Let's let's proceed without the public and we're we're following the governor's rules. That was a motion. That's a motion.
2: All right. Well, I I'll second that just noting you mean without the public physically present but of course
1: we will be live streaming.
0: Okay, Mr. Work.
1: Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera.
0: Aye.
1: I have nothing further.
0: Okay, and we have uh, trustee Um, items.
5: I I just only have one item that uh, uh, I spoke about this before as it relates to uh, the blood supply in Hamlin County. Um, I know that uh, President Trump addressed this as it relates to plasma in the last week. Um, If you uh, you have been COVID-19 positive, if you have the antibodies, uh, Hawksworth would love to have some of your plasma. Um, they're using it uh, experimentally right now to help those other patients that are uh, uh, having a more difficult time getting through the um, uh, the COVID-19. And um, any anybody who's got that, I would uh, send the, the signal out to them to uh, participate in the uh, in the uh, plasma program at Hawksworth. That's all I have. Uh,
2: only. Th- Yeah. Only thing I've got right now, just a reminder again, the census. I saw in the news this morning, they're actually shortening the timeframe in which the U.S. Census Bureau will be sending people out knocking on doors, and that's going to end on September 30th. If there are residents watching who are concerned enough to watch the trustees but haven't gotten around to actually responding to the census yet, please do. It matters so that we have an accurate count of our own population. Thanks.
0: Announcement uh, changes. Uh, I have none except for to say that for scheduled meetings uh, and events, see our calendar that's on display on our website. Uh Right now, I wanna to go to executive session. We're gonna adjourn into executive session with our law director Deepak Desai to discuss ongoing litigation as permitted by Ohio revised code section 121.22, And I'm inviting into executive session, uh, of course, our law director, administrator, Mr. Ward. We have
1: to, we have to move to do that, Jim.
0: Yeah make a motion.
1: Second. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr.
0: LaBarbara. Aye. And we're going to invite into executive session our administrator Mr. Warwick, three trustees, Skyler Miller and uh, Tracy Kellams. The time is
5: Like magic. (laughs) Yes. And
2: where are the others? Tom, they're talking about us now, I think, in there. Yeah, probably.
0: I'm used to that. (laughs) Okay, now we're in the main session. Is everybody back? Nope. Uh, Still waiting. uh, We're missing Ray and Tracy. Okay.
1: Hopefully Tracy's doing what I just did.
0: Yeah. It it kept I here three times. Popped up three times. There There he
1: He is. There he is.
0: Okay. Okay. We are back from executive session. Uh, we are, we're missing Deepak still, which I don't think we need,
1: but we don't need him. Okay.
0: Okay. We are back from executive session. We are now in the regular session. The time is 1136. Do we have a motion to, motion adjourn? to
2: adjourn? Wait, 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 I, I, hold on. Do we need to move to conclude executive session? I'm sorry, I'm fuzzy on that, but no. 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 There's
1: not, nothing to report. Okay.
5: Motion to adjourn.
0: Second. We have a Second. All, All in favor. favor. Aye. 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 Thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy. Tom
3: James, before you leave, the date of that meeting is August 21st.
0: Thank you. All right.